0: it's tracy back again with another fun-filled episode of truth lies and cover-ups with my producer and sidekick alex
1: i'm just back to super producer now i'm no longer hyper producer or mega producer just go back with super producer i like that better but hey i'm here and thanks for having me
0: well have you read the news lately
1: i have been keeping up i did actually get a paper for the first time in a couple of weeks um just the other day it's now four days old i'm still reading it which uh, which
0: what do you subscribe to I,
1: I didn't subscribe to it i found it in a neighbor's driveway a few blocks away and uh, <laughs> when i was walking the dog they're clearly out of town um because the snow has not been shoveled out of their driveway or their car anyway i stole their paper that's what well, I
0: well let's let's talk about this because um You have a habit, you have a habit that I am known to make fun of you for. And I saw this the other day in the middle of the blizzard where you were snow blowing your entire neighborhood.
1: Did you see that? That's right. You were across the street. You were telling me about that. I was across Uh, the
0: street and my car was skidding sideways around the corner, or I would have honked the horn.
1: (laughs) This is why we don't let you drive. (laughs) Also why we don't let you write. I'm trying to look at your handwriting here, and it doesn't make a lick of sense to me, but we're going to come back to that. Uh, Yes, I do snow blow. uh, When there's a lot of snow and I just feel the mojo, I'll do a couple of blocks. I don't why know not? why you
0: haven't made it over to my side of the street. That's that's my problem with this whole thing.
1: Because I'd have to cross the, the big street and that's bad juju but I can do my side of the street where people know me and then I'm the neighborhood hero. If I were to cross over to your side of the street I'm not going to get any credit for it.
0: No, you would. You would. No. You might get some international podcast credit for snow blowing all the way over here. <laughs> um, no, my husband though, he's, he's um,
1: Well, he has a snowblower, right? Well,
0: yeah, but he wants one as big as yours now.
1: Yeah, he he couldn't handle the power. There's no way. <laughs> you can tell him I said that. He cannot handle the power.
0: I told him to go over and borrow your snowblower, and that was like the wrong thing to say.
1: Oh, no, no. Well, first yeah. of all, he ain't borrowing it. But second of all, he couldn't handle the power. Have you ever noticed that's something that guys say to each other when uh, you're looking at, oh, it's a big car with a big engine and a big turbo and or a motorcycle that is like a one5 uh, or a 1500 engine in a motorcycle, which is basically a Honda Civic engine on a motorcycle. Uh-huh. And people always say, oh, you can't handle the power. What is the big deal about handling the power?
0: I don't know. I thought it was more... An if issue it's too though. much tower,
1: you back off the throttle. If you go too fast,
0: use the brakes. What's the well, big deal? I, I thought it was more issue of borrowing another man's tools.
1: Well, that is an issue. Yeah.
0: And that's that can be a, a point of shame in a man's life. Um, but... Uh, let's get back to this. Um, so you were blowing the neighborhood while you stole the neighbor's newspaper. And-
1: yes. But let's back up also to, we're still on the snowblower with your husband. Mm. So you mentioned something there that, you know, it's one of the guy rules that, uh, you can borrow tools from your guy buddies, but the rules are that you have to go hat in hand and ask, can I borrow your tool? Oh, That's
0: never going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's bad. That's that's hard for a lot of guys to do. And excuse me, the uh, sorry, I'm, I'm still burping up enchilada soda from a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> must have been the mustard or corn soda that I've chased it with.
0: What episode was that in? That was in, I don't even um, remember. It was a few that weeks was in ago, the episode it? with uh, Amber Weber. If you want to know, <laughs> that was the- it? The uh, the results of the taste test of mustard soda and a separate enchilada soda. You have to go to the Amber Weber episode. So, and um,
1: I can tell you that the Amber Weber Weber Ep, and, <laughs> the Amber episode. Uh, that interview is far more interesting than anything I did with the soda so just try and hang on through the soda to the actual episode because that's the good part trust me on that. well
0: so that newspaper that you stole have you been reading about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos
1: she's not in there but I did see that uh, that she was convicted yeah she is yet to be charged at this point to my knowledge have you Mm -hmm. heard anything different about that
0: I have not they're talking about appeals and all sorts of stuff and what she can do but uh, I have been fascinated with the Theranos case because it's um i i think i think they they just crossed the line between uh, uh silicon valley puffery fake it till you make it and actual fraud
1: mm-hmm. so
0: um i got super curious about this so you know what i did for this episode mm. i called a, a handwriting analysis expert my friend kathy mcknight And she is. I can't wait
1: to show her your writing. Oh, good lord!
0: (laughs) We did my writing. I I was nervous. I was nervous as I could be, uh, because we revealed all of my secrets (laughs) right here on the podcast. But during the trial, Elizabeth Holmes and her, um, I guess C, I I guess they were C-suite in in the C-suite together. But he was also her boyfriend or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the CFO, I think.
0: Something like that. Well, they they both uh had evidence or somehow it was released some notes handwritten notes from them and that's why i called kathy to see what what we could Uh really find out about these two Mm -hmm. and and how how they work together their their tendencies and anyway she gets all into it and it is fascinating it is so fascinating i i can't wait for people to listen and hear what they think
1: this puts it in a whole new light now are you on her side or are you thinking you know throw the book at her and let's throw her in jail and throw away the key
0: oh with Elizabeth um I think she went too far I was I was a fan I was Mm. a fan because uh, I don't like to get my blood drawn and uh, it's something I have to do from time to time and I really wanted it to work uh however it just she just took it too far
1: now, what was the gist of what she had, what she was selling and what she didn't have?
0: Oh, so the whole idea was, was for people like me who don't like to get their blood drawn. So you can just get one little drop of blood and they can do 200 tests on it or so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, cause right now, if you do tests, you got it's vial after vial after vial. like, it's like, it's a,
1: And you just did this recently, didn't you?
0: I did. I had to go in and get my blood uh, drawn and I came out and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have any blood left in me, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, and that's why I was so for her, but I think she just got carried away and, um, here we are convicted of fraud and she has a new little baby. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens now. Most, um, you know, financial fraud, a lot of it's just 18 months, but I think she went a little further than what people normally do into the billions of dollars of, mm-hmm. uh, and, and she did it based on, um, personality because a lot of these families with old money, they, they didn't really do due diligence and, mm-hmm. and they just, apparently she's quite captivating and, and I'm just fascinated from afar. I would love to meet her sometime. Cause you know what she did? She, um, she studied how to be more powerful and she doesn't speak in her real voice. She drops her voice. So she said, Oh really? Yeah. She sounds more like you than, than like me, because uh-huh. that's how more powerful people sound is they, they drop their voice. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not very good at it, but that's, that's what she does.
1: So that was something that I noticed years and years ago when I was working in sales was that uh, just the intonation that I use in a sentence would have everything to do with my plausibility mm-hmm. and, and a number of other reactions from said client. But um, one of my takeaways from that was that if I finished a sentence on a low note, then it held a certain amount of credibility.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Just like that.
0: So just what I did right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: it, it, it's much, it's much more, it's easier to trust somebody that as they, you know, they intonate a sentence and they go up and they go down and they do whatever they, but if they end on a very low note like this, then it's very easy to trust them. If they go the opposite direction, if they end on a high note, it's very difficult to trust them because it sounds like they're questioning themselves. Exactly. So it sounds like they're questioning themselves.
0: <laughs> yep, you got it. Yeah, just like you that. You got it. So anyway, if we, if you want to see the handwriting that we talk about, all you have to do is just Google Elizabeth Holmes handwriting notes or handwritten notes. It'll come right up. Okay. And, and you'll be able to see it. And Kathy, man, she... Nails it, and then, um, and then she talks about me as well, so we'll get into that. But I know we have some Florida man issues going on that we need to talk about before we get to that.
1: Uh, I'm doing a little bit of research here. Hang on for your uh listeners, Elizabeth Holmes' handwriting. Oh, that's handwriting. All right, so there are the images for it, yeah, yeah, um, right up. So i'm googling the Elizabeth Holmes handwriting and under Google images you'll see tons of these handwritten mm-hmm. notes, so that would be a really good thing to maybe look at while we're listening to. To Kathy, the, uh, to Kathy. yeah mm-hmm. talking about it so it'll give you a little visible aid but um, backing up a little bit i've got another i've got a great Florida man story today are you ready. i'm ready. <laughs> this is in Lee county Florida, uh, where in a hospital. There's a man who became combative with hospital staff. Um, they brought in the security guards and uh, and some deputies as well, unfortunately, in trying to restrain uh, this 19 year old from Miami, he became aggressive with two of the security guards headbutted one. Oh, and he bit the other guards ring finger off. Oh, how yeah. do you do that? You bite it really hard, I guess.
0: Oh my gosh. My What's...
1: favorite part of this. So basically they said the confrontation began when the guy started acting erratically while he was being treated by a nurse. Um but my favorite part of this is what the county sheriff, a guy named Carmine Marcino, cuz he just sounds like sheriff to me. Um yeah, the Lee County Sheriff his comment on this, his quote. This finger-biting felon bit off more than he could chew. Oh, he's getting a taste of justice.
0: He worked hard on that <laughs> one. He did.
1: The guy's facing a couple minor battery charges. It's not a big deal. But they'll have him in court. Get this on February 14th.
0: Oh, the day of love. Well, good. Well, he bit um, off
1: somebody's ring finger. So it kind of coincides.
0: You got to get some kind of big punishment for that. I mean, that's just dismemberment at that point.
1: Do you think that is a worse crime than embezzling... Well, not embezzling, but defrauding thousands of investors of billions of dollars the way that Theranos oh, Elizabeth Holmes has. What
0: is worse? Um, I mean,
1: oh, one okay, is, is, is violence and aggression and assault. The other is outright fraud, uh, which seems like, okay, just white collar crime. You're just taking somebody's money. You're not hurting them. But look what people like, um, oh, who was the guy up in New York who ran the pyramid scheme for so long?
0: Oh, uh, Madoff. Uh,
1: Madoff. Yeah. I mean, he cleared. he cleaned people out. Mm-hmm. thousands of people cleaned out all their money they yeah. went bankrupt as a result i mean their entire retirement funds everything they had uh, so fraud is not without victims for sure and oh, it's not no. without consequences so back to you the question is do you think his crime is worse than say the fraud that elizabeth holmes may have been doing
0: um i don't know someone doesn't have their finger anymore though that's like that's tough, but it's they can your rank. tape
1: that stuff back on though. It's okay.
0: Tape duct tape. You think?
1: Oh, yeah, well, I think if you just tape it back on within mm-hmm. two or three minutes, then it regenerates.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to say they're really different I, and and we can't compare apples to oranges. That's what I'm but can
1: be. we compare the consequences of such? Because you made an interesting illusion that I think she'll get 18 months, which is what they normally get. Mm-hmm. So what is the guy who bit off a finger deserve to get to that?
0: You said it was just battery. That doesn't sound very like much.
1: Uh, well, in this case, he only severed the tip of the ring. Finger. Oh, just the tip. Not he the didn't get the finger? whole finger. Oh, yeah.
0: then, then I would say the fraud is much worse. I was thinking as a whole finger, then, th- then it's different. But if it's just the tip, I'm going to say Elizabeth Holmes is worse.
1: Okay. So we're now judging crimes based on the amount of flesh removed.
0: Uh, Well, and
1: whether bit. or not there are any bones in there.
0: Oh, I, I mean if it still
1: has it. a skeletal structure to it is structure to it. Stop. I think yeah, the penalty should go up, especially if the thing is still moving. If it's moving it's on its own. It's not going to be
0: still moving. Okay, you know what we need to do? <laughs> we need to get on to Kathy because she is going to talk some sense into uh everybody out there about what Elizabeth Holmes is all about. And she she actually in the interview she put me in my place once. Oh really? <laughs> oh so, yeah. So Kathy's not messing around.
1: Well this sounds great. Let's go listen to Kathy. Let's
0: go. It's Tracy back again with another interview on truth lies and cover-ups and I am so excited about today because I have my friend Kathy McKnight with me and uh let me tell you a a little bit about Kathy now we met a long time ago because we have a mutual friend uh who is uh uh, she's actually uh, one of the top Mary Kay ladies in the in the country and maybe in the world anyway she drives a pink catalog and and she called me she said you have to come meet Kathy and I said what does she do she goes she's a handwriting analysis expert. And I said, that's it. I'm in. And so this has been, I bet it's been 10 years ago. So I, um, I called uh, Kathy, I called you because I am just fascinated by this Theranos case and Elizabeth Holmes. And there was a bunch of notes that she had taken uh, for herself about how she was going to behave and what she was going to do. And I saw it And the first thing I was like, Colin Kathy, That's what I'm going to do. So anyway, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to see you again. And yes, (laughs) the other lady we're talking about, her name is Tracy also.
0: Yeah, Tracy Gronski. She's awesome. If you need Mary Kay, you can call Tracy. She will hook (laughs) you up. And um, I get my lipstick and eyeshadow from her. So she's just great. Anyway, so (laughs) so Let's let's talk a little bit about you first, because you're a handwriting analysis expert. Now, there's another word for that. I think it's graphology,
2: isn't that right? Yeah, graphologist.
0: Okay, graphologist. Okay, And you're pretty much the top one in the country, as far as I'm aware of. Would you agree with that?
2: <laughs> no, but everybody's <laughs> kind enough to say so. <laughs>
0: okay, we're going to go with it just for the time being. And so, uh, how, how did you get started in this? I mean, I don't even really know how you got started, because in, in, you've been doing this a long time.
2: I have. I got master certified in 1991 and it's interesting because that is the number one question top the line that I always get asked and basically um, I had an incredible dad who exposed me to a lot of things when I was little and just one of those things was handwriting analysis so fast forward many years later I've graduated from college mad in the world I'm in corporate America I'm not happy I'm not satisfied and I'm looking to do something more in line with my soul and I took, took a course, and uh, at the end of it, the professor pulled me aside and said, you know, you've got the calling for this, you really do. I urge you to study under a master graphologist here in uh, Denver. She was head of the Rocky Mountain region. And I, I did, and the rest, as they say, is history. I ended up carrying on her legacy and adding to it. And then the media has had a love affair with me uh, my whole life. I, I don't think I've ever contacted them. And it's been well as you know everything from Dr. Oz a couple of times, the Wall Street. I mean, it's it's long list.
0: Yeah, well, well, I'm 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 catching up to you. I'm hoping to catch up to the to you in the in the media. I haven't done Dr. Oz yet, but I did. I do have some Wall Street Journal uh, quotes right. <laughs> under <laughs> my belt. But you know, women's magazines. Whenever there's anything that comes up, they call you, and I think that is fantastic. So, okay, let's talk about. Theranos. Let's talk about Elizabeth Holmes because you sent me some pretty interesting intel. Now she, and if, if people, if you want to see it, you can Google Elizabeth Holmes notes and it'll, it'll come right up. Um, Not only was the content of the notes interesting, but um, about how she was going to behave and how she was going to carry herself and things she was going to do and live her life. I was like, damn girl, like, I know you're going for it and you are being hard on yourself um but what did you see in that because because you know that that verdict just came down on monday yeah. and yeah. She, uh found guilty on several charges mostly wire yeah. fraud i think but um what what do you think
2: yeah um for the benefit of your viewers may i just insert a little excerpt here first because yeah. there's a lot of skeptics out there they don't understand and i find this helps quell that if i give them just a little bit of Intel about graph handwriting analysis itself. Perfect. So it doesn't sound like I'm giving you a tarot reading about this woman's handwriting. Tarot. So,
0: yeah, let's do some tarot too. I got some tarot cards over here. I can pull
2: them out. <laughs> tarot, but uh, it is different. And that's not voodoo either. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it is an ancient science. It's been around since the days of Aristotle. It's been used in over 80% of the corporations. Um, especially in New York for employment screening mm. and in many of the fortune 500 companies. That's just a lot more hush hush. Um, and there's about 5,000 things you, you can tell. And I always say about four basic things. It does not tell.
0: Oh, um, oh wait, what doesn't it tell?
2: <laughs> well, sign up now for my, no, I'm kidding. It doesn't, <laughs> tell, it doesn't tell the, um, the, um, the age of the writer. Okay. It doesn't tell. The sex of the writer; it doesn't tell; um, it does not predict the future. And this last one um, shocks everyone. It doesn't tell if they're right-handed or left-handed.
0: Okay, uh, okay, wait a minute. But we have to talk about all these. Okay, but except <laughs> the predict the future one because I get I get that right. But I can tell if it's a guy handwriting or girl handwriting. I
2: think so. But here's what it is. Here's what it is. Is that handwriting is actually brainwriting because. Okay. We can analyze somebody whether they have a pen between their teeth or between their toes because they, it's starting from the impulse in their brain and traveling down the writing um, part of the body into the utensil and then splashes it on the page. Uh-huh. So if somebody has more male type of qualities in their personality, uh-huh. that comes through. And same thing, there's plenty of men with more, uh, more in touch with their feminine side and that will come through.
0: So are those the guys that write in the puffy handwriting and they dot their eyes with hearts and stuff like that. That, no, that, that is totally a chick thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Try doing it all night after prom party with all the 16 year olds from, mid- from midnight to 5.00 AM who write like that. I've, Done that early in my career. (laughs) I'm special and unique.
0: You did the lock ins for high schoolers. Oh my god! We've all we've all done stuff like that getting started. So what was the first one that you said? You said it couldn't. You couldn't tell. You said the sex.
2: Right. You can't tell the sex, and you can't tell the age either. For example, Uh I was doing Betty White's handwriting. She's been on my brain so hard the last couple of months and she was gonna have her hundredth birthday on January seventeenth and of course mm-hmm. she just did passed. Didn't quite um, make it. No. And um and so but I did have a client who was a hundred years old and literally and I'm gonna be doing a special on her her handwriting and she looked like her writing was a twenty year old. And I've seen twenty year olds who look like they're hundred because what affects it are tremors from stress or illness um there's so many things that go into
0: well and old older folks like they always write in cursive right Uh, and and maybe not always but there's a lot of that like i don't write in cursive anymore um and i i feel like like when i feel like i can tell an old person handwriting
2: well good
0: for you (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you're funny
2: okay do you want want to get down to the facts and the actual stats Uh um, you can't, I mean, a lot of people think that and it shocks everyone, uh-huh. but um, it has nothing to do with age. It all has to do with the brain and what's going on with that person themselves.
0: Huh? Okay.
2: Well, affect it like Parkinson's and uh-huh. all that, but you, one, and then, um, so what, what, one other thing to let them understand the science between behind this is that. You know, we look at the size, we look at the pressure, we look at the margins, we look at the spacing between the letters, between the words, between the lines. We Uh looked at how the letters are connected, the way the T's are uh, crossed and the I's are dotted. There's over 40 ways to write the letter T and each one means something different. Really? And especially the slant and then 1500 individual traits, combine them all together and then that really puts uh, the whole picture together. If a lot of your writers, and we'll get to yours in a minute, um, uh-huh. you know, you have people who strictly print, that means something. You have people who strictly do cursive, uh-huh. and then you have those who combine the two. So it's interesting to wrap, wind it around here. Um, Elizabeth home was um, a lot of printing, and of course, Sonny's was all cursive. Uh-huh. So, now, now,
0: so Elizabeth Holmes, and then she had this, I don't know, boyfriend or some version of a relationship, yeah. but he was like the VP, right? So, okay. So what did you think about the handwriting that you saw?
2: Oh, well, it was really interesting because very different between the two of them. Um, I always like to see originals. So it copy, you can't say for sure, but her handwriting looks a lot um, not as heavy heavy pressure as his okay she's extremely intelligent uh-huh. um she dots her eyes using part of the letter of another word which is very rare to find that so it does show she was extremely intelligent now the slant of her handwriting tells me a lot because all of it is at the very least vertical which means she's not going to emote um uh, radiate Emotionally. Okay. They even said in her trial when they did the verdict, she was completely like ex- expressionless. Uh-huh. Mostly her slant actually leans to the left, which that looks like to the layperson, somebody who writes with the left hand,
0: uh-huh.
2: with their left hand, which remember the hand has nothing to do with slant. But okay. the layperson, that's what it looks like. So it slants slightly to the left. That alone means something. That alone uh-huh. means you don't really know what's going on with that person. There's more to meet the eye. They can express one way, but you don't really know what's going on. Um, so, so,
0: so a left slant's kind of like mysterious a little bit?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, reserved and withdrawn. They are not impulsive.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: interesting because on her list of things to do that I believe she got from her boyfriend. Okay. Um, it says on there, um, let's see, where was it? I, I do not react. I am not impulsive. Well, she's not. She's Uh not with her slant. That that would come natural for her. Uh Somebody with a a straight up and down slant. And I just to help everybody with that, let me give you a little visual if I could. So Okay, well
0: we're we're on a podcast here. (laughs) So so that's gonna be pretty tough. (laughs)
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So if it goes straight up and down, Uh that is very cerebral and very um intellectual and they trust their head over their heart. Okay. He starts to slant to the right, that's somebody who's more gonna be a little bit more impulsive, gonna be more sentimental, gonna be more expressive. But her slants to the left. So that means um she's gonna um well she actually will work better with things than with people. Uh-huh. And She will, there's some repression. Um, they're not impulsive. They're reserved in nature. Um, uh, they're, they're in competition constantly. Um, when they do emotionally express, they can tend to be overly expressive, overly helpful, Uh and, um, a little gushy and a little unnatural. Um, they can really use severe judgment on other people. So, so that's the slant. That's telling me something. That's giving me a baseline. So can look at other letters that really interesting on her letter why She, she, I think there's only one of them that she closes, meaning that she brings it back up to the baseline and she completes the loop. The mm-hmm. rest of them are unfinished loops, which means these writers will tend to repeat the same mistake over and over again.
0: Oh. Huh.
2: Okay. So... Um, and then her M's show that she needs to process things very slowly, very methodically. And, um, she's a cumulative thinker. She likes to process it and and it's like, don't rush her, don't rush her. So, you know, that her slant varies within certain words, which shows a little bit of instability, but I'm not disputing the fact that she was intelligent. Uh, there's definitely, she's definitely smart.
0: Wow. So so um, is there anything that you can tell about because because, you know, they got at Theranos, they got caught up between uh, Silicon Valley hype and, and fraud, like and they, and they crossed the line about their capabilities. Is there anything in there about integrity? Um, can you tell things like that? I don't even know.
2: Oh, that's turkey tricky one. Um, there's, there's, what there is, is you have to look at a a stack of things and then you can only say there's a propensity for Uh a lack of integrity or not. Um, I can't, I'm not going to really speak to that. Okay. But I can tell you she, she is extremely perceptive. Um, there's more to them meets the eye. Um, her, her natural nature, she would be a little unsocial to tell you the truth.
0: Oh, really? I'm sure she appreciates this analysis that we're doing on her.
2: (laughs) Um, um, Oh, and and then there's zones. There's the upper zone, middle zone, and and, uh, lower zones. So when you have upper zone aspects of a letter, like that would be the tops of T's, F's, all that, when they're all written in the same middle zone, which a lot of her words are, Uh i could show you for example in the word perfect the downstroke of the p and the top part of the f and the top part of the t and then all the middle zone letters of the e and the r and the e and the c they're all in the same zone so it looks it's all middle zone which means whatever she was going through she was living day to day really um, yeah so a lot of people when they're in when they're in overwhelm i kind of get the feeling of in this when i look at it um When they're in overwhelm, they will tend to live day by day. Uh They can't take more on. Um, She writes here, I speak rarely when I do crisp and concise. And she puts all in caps and very large crisp and concise. So, yeah, it's pretty strong. It's like a robotic list.
0: Yeah, that's what I felt. I was like, wow, that was really something. Um, Anything else on her?
2: Well, let's see here. She writes de- deliberately and slowly. So control is very important to her.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and yet there was a simplicity with it. So it's, she's trying, but um, I don't know, just real different feelings between, between her writing and his writing.
0: Okay. Let, let's talk about him a little bit. Cause he, and I, I kind of wasn't surprised when she said the things she said about him, which was that he kind of had abusive tendencies and things like that. I mean, he j- just as a generalization, he's, he's a middle Eastern guy. They're not the best with women. Um, so, so I wasn't like completely surprised. What are you, uh, getting out of some of his writing?
2: Okay. his is very different. He's a very fast thinker, her, not so much, you know, she's, she likes to plot along. Uh-huh be in control of it. Um, He's very quick and um, otherwise, you know, she feels out of control. And so he has, um, let's see here, his writing was uh, like very small and which shows intensive powers of concentration. He can, his writing shows that he can see things from start to finish and he follows through. And it was interesting because um, he has a very large sex drive and it showed up specifically in the word politics. oh it's in the letter p the way he wrote politics
0: like what what would it uh what's the characteristic that you that Uh, you saw there
2: the p buckle and it's the circular part of the letter p Uh without the small letter and this is whether it's printed or cursive when it's very large and when it's larger than the other middle zone letters and by that i mean like the o and the i and the c and the s in the word politics the P buckle is larger than those other middle zone letters. Oh, huh. So this is where, you know, being able to visually show you helps, of course.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. And and um, again, people can look this up. All you have to look up, his name Sunny Sonny Balwani or Sonny Theranos, and you can look up his notes and see what um, what, what we're talking about here. But yeah, oh, that is fascinating.
2: Well, he has, um, yeah, it is kind of fascinating the more you look, the more you see he definitely has persistency strokes. He has a lot of determination. In the letter T, in the word, I will never meet with anyone, uh, the letter T, I'm looking at the pressure, the downstroke of the letter T, it's, the pressure is a lot heavier. Uh-huh. So that has to do with some pretty intense, it's pretty intense. And then um, really interesting stroke in, the, in one of the words here, and, the way that it is a protective stroke, uh-huh. it, it goes to the right side of the letter A, which has to do with the future. So, to me, he's doing some protection of some things, assets for the future.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that sounds about right. I'm not surprised at, at any of that. Now, did, were you surprised at, at anything that you found with, with these two? Like, can you tell about their relationship by um, comparing the two, or does that yeah. come into play?
2: Uh, I, I do feel like she was very influenced by him. Um, I think they're very different. I think that she probably was a little bit smitten with the fact that he is more emotional and uh, he, he just, he, he, um, he can think more, shoot from the hip very, very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Dating is more, it's a little harder. She has to kind of think everything through first before she says it or does it or acts it. She, she and he's just like he can flow he can go with it so i don't know i could see that maybe he could sweep her away in some of this
0: oh that's interesting yeah yeah wow okay so um anything else on this because i got a million questions for you
2: okay go ahead
0: <laughs> okay what what other case like what other cases do you, have you worked on like who who employs you? Can you like kind of give us a broad brush of some of the things that you've done?
2: Um, you know, people have come up with more interesting ways to use my services than I could ever come up with myself. Uh huh. Like once they find out what I do, it sparks an idea within them. I mean, I, my gosh, I've done everything from um, you know, I love I love to do professional speaking and I love to travel and. I get contacted by companies, and there was one company that wanted me to focus on, oh, like your, your topic of truths, lies, and cover-ups. Mm-hmm. I had a ball with that. Uh, it was really fascinating showing Richard Nixon's handwriting three major um, signatures of how he started the presidency and how he ended it, how how drastically his signature changed because our signature is our calling card of the world. We never analyze somebody solely by their signature alone, but it carries three to five times the weight compared to the rest of the handwriting um, because it's it's representing who we are. Um, I've also done, um, I, I was hired by the Denver Art Museum and given my choice of um, artists to analyze their signatures in the galleries and give a walking tour and analyze that oh wow love that and so every time i was i was talking we'd stop at each you know painting and and i would tell about it and then every time i look back the crowd was bigger and bigger behind me and then at the end of it they hired me to do little mini sessions for everybody and people were like lined up around the block so um, I mean, I've been doing this for 91, so you name it. I was hired by the um, E.J. Thornton when she was in charge of the Rocky Mountain Writers Summit. Mm-hmm. And she had me give a keynote to authors about what's in their handwriting that's preventing them from becoming a best-selling author. Oh. What we write comes from the conscious mind, but how we write comes from the subconscious mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it, it works. I've, I have worked with HR and um, a lot, just a lot. I've uh-huh. Gotten, employment screening um, a college profe- president of a college hired me to analyze the handwriting of her personal assistant who was going to watch over kids a matchmaking company hired me <laughs> it's all over the place oh
0: my goodness now have you ever worked on any law enforcement type stuff
2: typically not as much no because that's going to typically get into more forensics and mm-hmm. an examination and that's a little bit of a that's like a cousin to what I do. Mine's more about the personality.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, let, cause you talked about signatures. Well, actually I sent you two things, didn't I? Um, I sent you a, a phrase that you wanted me to write. I don't even remember what it was. No. And then I sent you my signature. So we are going to reveal some stuff here. I have not talked to you about this ahead of time and we're going to reveal just, just a snippet or two. Make yeah. me sound good, Kathy.
2: Professional. I'll take good care of you. <laughs> so, yeah, Tracy saw that I had posted on my Facebook page um, about just a little, I call them tips, tricks, and handwriting secrets, handwriting analysis secrets. And I had talked about when you write with long lower loops, and by that I mean, or long downstrokes, like in your Y's and your G's and your J's and mm-hmm. your C's. I talked about when they are extremely long. These are people who are restless and they're ambitious and don't try to tie them down and they rebel against authority. Mm-hmm. And so we came back and said, nailed it. She sent her handwriting and it was extremely long and also a love of travel. So it was the phrase that I made up for that was, yes, leafy green vegetables or yes, leafy green veggies are only good for you because it had a lot of lower strokes Uh uh-huh. She sent to me. And um, so, I looked at yours and made a couple notes here. Oh, here we go. So, yeah, I loved your handwriting because, like I said, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and the way I do this is everybody the the, the chance that you could write like another person are one in seven billion. Oh. And so there are things, even though most of us above a certain age all learned how to write exactly the same, right? I can mm-hmm. remember you didn't. So there's always two to three things that jump off a page and smack me in the face every single time I do somebody's handwriting. And that's what I know we need to address. And that's what's most important going on with that person at that time.
0: I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, actually, you should be impressed. And I'm impressed because if I didn't know you and I looked at it. The first things that jump off the page to me are intelligence and creativity, which is very cool. And so Tracy has you have very open ease and open ease have to do with being broad minded and willing to try new things, willing to give new things a chance, willing to try new ethnic restaurants and usually also um, broad ease are broad minded. So often means they're often self-taught with a lot of things. Would you say that fits you?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm totally self-taught on, on uh, like a lot of things. It takes a lot for me to ask advice or sign up for something or things like that. Like, I don't, I don't do that very much.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now see if all the E's were really, really close, which a lot of people listening to this will have that in their handwriting. That means these are people who their knee jerk reaction are going to be, is going to be no, they're going to be skeptical. They're going to be like, yeah, Prove it to me. They're going to be discerning. They're going to be like, I want to investigate it before I believe it. And then the open ease, um, you know, is, is just like really just open minded, just really uh-huh. give a chance. It's, it's a good thing. You also have very good rhythm to your handwriting. It's very consistent. It's almost not quite musical, but it's very rhythmic. It means it's very consistent and even. Um, I like it that you combine your um, kind of printing and cursive which shows very good intuition. You have R's that look like these. I do. And, yeah, that means you are a big picture girl. That you're, you're not always, even though you are very detail oriented from the little bit of hand, I'd need more handwriting mm-hmm. to But in this particular phrase, there was one I, and that I was dotted directly above the I and very close to the I-stem. And that means somebody is, very attentive to details and very loyal to what they believe in but then i like to see a lot more because i need more than one sample sure but you are so sure that you're a really big picture girl and it also means that you know you would like to have if you if you win the lottery you know you would have a male a maid and a pool boy and everything else to let them
0: the (laughs) The little things oh my gosh um yeah i don't know if that'd be my first purchase of the lottery uh (laughs) winnings is a made in a pool boy but i tell you i would be okay with
2: that (laughs) your downstrokes are solid and a lot of them are just singular downstrokes they don't loop which means that you can do things alone Mm -hmm. you can and and your stroke is your slant is is uh, primarily head-oriented. You're you're pretty cerebral. You know, you like the facts and the stats. I
0: do. I like facts.
2: Yeah. And um, your O's show that you can keep a secret, can keep a confidence. I'm pretty good at that. And then uh, one of your O's, most of your talk letters, which are the E's and the A's and O's, almost, well, all of them are closed except for one at the top. And that's really good because that means that, and as a professional speaker yourself, that means that you can start up a conversation. You know, like if you're in the elevator, you can start up a conversation with somebody. If you're at yeah, a-
0: so so you know that by how how the uh, what what if I left it open?
2: Yeah, if they're all open at the top, that means you would be um, no pun intended, or to make fun of myself, or to deprecate, but. A chatty Kathy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of them are close at the top, which means you're also a good listener. Uh-huh. But, you know, really what struck me is the, um, I like the rhythm, you know, the intelligence, uh, open-minded, um, a little bit of, you can be withdrawn yourself, though, sometimes. I, I can. Your your probably your truest nature is that more of an introvert, you like quality time with and for yourself.
0: I'm like half and half, I'm half and half. Like I can really like need to be outgoing. And then like the pandemic was hard on me because I, because I just didn't have people uh, like when we were locked down and um, that was like my own personal health, like to have to do that all the time. That was hard.
2: Well, your signature shows more of a right slant. So that makes sense to me. The uh, phrase I was looking at was pretty straight up and down, pretty vertical. Um, but your signature, which we hadn't got to yet, definitely shows more of a right slant. And I, this is where I usually show people. Oh, yeah, know. yeah.
0: Well, we'll we'll put my signature on, um, on the, uh, I'll have a blog post all about this and we'll put that up there. So, um, but I do my signature in cursive and I mostly print the other time. So what, is there anything with that?
2: Well, we don't, And the sample that I have, you actually combine the, printing and the cursive and that's something different than just printing okay and that shows that shows a lot of breaks that will have a lot of breaks along the baseline um that means breaks between letters within a word some are connected some are not it's it's a combination of script and printing and like i said that's that's a good sign of like um just intuition good intuition Uh
1: intuition.
2: um your signature i can tell you a couple of things about that The first letter to both your first and your last name is very large. Mm -hmm. That shows a strong sense of self,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: um, healthy self-esteem, which is required to be successful in business. And then the R, which you have two of those, um, that R shows it's a good R. It means good manual dexterity, and you work well with your hands.
0: Okay. That's good. Cause, um, cause I think I can, I don't do a whole lot of it. Cause you know, you know what I can't do well is like crochet <laughs> and all that. Like I'm knitting and all that. I can't, um, it comes out all wrong.
2: <laughs> so things you do when you work with your hands that that would apply to, do you think?
0: What things with my hands?
2: Manual dexterity.
0: Well, oh, I play piano and guitar and banjo and all that. Like I can do, I can do that. That's, that's cake for me, but man, <laughs> knitting, no way, not a thing. Mm-mm.
2: A little bit of a good hand-eye coordination and manual dexterity. To yeah. do <laughs> that's interesting because I, uh, the, the um, breaks along the line like that, I totally forgot. It also shows an appreciation for music, if not a musical ability.
0: Now, to... so a break along the baseline, what does that really mean?
2: Well, that would be like for people who combine printing and cursive, it creates a natural break. Okay. Um, between the letters. They're not, it's like with cursive, every letter is connected.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But when you combine the two, you have breaks. The every letter is not connected. There's going to be, and the more breaks there are within the center of the word, mm-hmm. the more intuitive a person is.
0: So then, so how... Um... How did this uh, art, so art, science um, combo, which really I think is what we're talking about here, how did it get started? Like, who figured this out?
2: It was like the Chinese. It was way back. It goes back to the Aristotle
0: uh-huh. days.
2: And there were just, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of empirical samples and people spending years of time combining them all, saying, you know, when people write like this, it means this. And it has held water for the centuries that have gone by. Huh.
0: So does it matter what language people write in?
2: Um, well, like, it's interesting because just today I got asked if I can analyze Dutch. And I had to look up, does, you know, does Dutch use English letters? Uh-huh. If if a language, if a, if a foreign language um, uses the English alphabet, I can But certain languages have their own rules. Um, Well, for example, Hebrew, they write across the page from right to left instead of left to right. Oh, okay. That changes everything. Uh And um, I have, yes, I have analyzed, I've been contacted to analyze different languages. And if they don't have English letters, there are certain principles that apply. I still can do a lot. Because I'm looking at not just the letters, I'm looking at a lot of principles. Mm-hmm. like can write based on the page and the pressure and the size, mm-hmm. and the slant and a lot of things. But first of all, if it is a foreign language that I'm not that familiar with, I will, before I will agree to do it, I'll get the parameters first down, you know, because that makes a difference
0: wow okay so let's talk about a few things that you can chat chat about right now about how people can tell about their own handwriting or about someone close to them like what are what are a few little tips of things to look for
2: Alrighty. um something real simple is everybody still signs their name right mm-hmm. even if people say i don't write anymore well, it's interesting. If I go to a class or something, I still say about half the people are still writing in a notebook instead of with, on their computer. Mm-hmm. People who actually take notes by writing them down, their brain retains the, the information longer and better.
0: I think so. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you look at a signature, really simple, somebody whose signature that illegible, um, let me ask you and your audience, do you think that person is willing to be seen or not? Um
0: I think we talked about this years ago cuz my husband's signature looks like a scribble. And <laughs> and, and and you said it's cuz he he's um hiding or he, or he, or he wants to hide and that is totally true because if he does not have to be around people he is the happiest guy on the planet.
2: Yes. So if somebody's signature is illegible, they're not quite as willing to be seen as somebody's handwriting is legible. Somebody's handwriting is legible, they're willing to be seen. Mm-hmm. And then, like, is the signature written in a different style than the rest of the body of the handwriting? Because um, the signature is the personal one. Okay, so the slant. Now you really need a professional um, to determine the slant and you can, most lay people can eyeball it. It's not always completely accurate, but think of it this way. The further to the right the slant slants, the more sentimental they're going to be. The more they're going to cry at sad movies. They're going to like cry the Star Spangled Banner, Hallmark commercials. Uh-huh. Friends and family mean the whole world to them. Um, they can be impulsive. They're uh-huh. going to be feeling. Really, really. But if somebody has a straight up and down vertical slant, these are the people alike. If you want to win an argument with them, present them with the facts.
0: Mm. Don't
2: them with tears because they are not necessarily going to radiate emotionally and they trust their head over their heart. Okay. And then you have people who slant to the left that it looks like a left handed. So, um, you have time for really, really, really quick story. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. We love stories. Yes.
2: Okay. i got a lot of stories. Um, early on in my career, I, my first radio show I did was here in Denver the Dom and Jane show. Long oh, time. I love Dom and Jane. Yes. Oh. So um, they were having people fax in their handwriting, and I was analyzing it on air. And so there was, I think it was on their show, might have been a different radio show. Anyway, there was a gal uh, sent in her handwriting, and it was severe F slant, which is the left, left slant, and other qualities in her handwriting. I could just envision her, and everybody wrote a generic paragraph, a little sh- couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. And I said, I could just envision her walking around with a tray to all of her guests saying, Can I get you another drink? Um, would you like another napkin? Um, are you warm enough? Is the temperature okay in here? And just making sure we put in the back of her mind, she's thinking, Oh God, I wish I was home with my feet up reading a good book. And she laughed. She said, She was a burnt out flight attendant. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, you got it right. <laughs>
2: And that was from the left, severe left slant. So uh-huh. multiple things in our handwriting. Multiple, like I said, we stack one upon another. And then there was a story because people love to ask me, have you ever seen anything dangerous in handwriting? You want to hear yeah. that? Okay. So I was hired to do a fundraiser a long time ago. And it was a black and white tuck deal. And I was just doing <coughs> mini sessions for everybody. And this guy sat down and man, I saw so much violence in his handwriting. It looked like a smoking gun. It just I could practically see the smoke coming off the page. And I thought, this is the only time in my life, because, I mean, I will always tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I thought, only time in my life, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. Uh, he could just, I'm just going to give him basics, and he can just scoot on out of here. Well, he was not having it. So he says to me, hey, do you see anything in my handwriting that says I could hurt somebody? Well, he it, said it. Yeah. And it didn't surprise me because I was like, well, hell yeah, I did. So I I was, I was, didn't skip a beat. I said, yes, I do. Why? He goes, because last week I shot somebody.
1: He told you that?
2: And I wasn't, yeah. And I, went, I mean, inside I was shocked, but yet I wasn't. And I just, again, I'd already seen it. And I said, did you kill him? And he said, he started to say yes, then he said no. Now... <sighs> The, the answer to this is slightly anticlimactic, but still, the point is there. Turns out he was a guard at a gun show, and he and another guard were there working, and the gun show was intruded upon by two guys who came in with guns shooting. And so he as a guard shot back, and they weren't sure which bullet killed one of the guys. And this was years ago. and It was on the news. Oh. And So I was too young in my career then to actually... Say, hey, can I see a sample before this event versus after? Because, you know, was it the chicken or the egg? Did it put, was the violence in this handwriting because of the event, or did he find a career where he could act out? We don't know.
0: Oh, huh. Well, I'll tell you, I've done a lot of um, training with uh, law enforcement, pre employment screening. And my money's on, he found a career where he can live out his fantasies. So, <laughs> Cause that's that. And, and he, he probably didn't cut it in the police. And so he went to be a, be a guard somewhere that, I mean, that is, that is a true deal. So um, for how that pans out a lot of times. So what else, any other cool stories?
2: Yeah. I mean, when I give my talks, I have my standard stories. So this was a fun one. Um, this was a long time ago and i was working um at an event and one of my very first little clients that came across the table she was like 14 years old she had a big wide loop in her cursive t in the t stem there was a big loop well that means sensitive to criticism Mm -hmm. And the wider the loop the more sensitive a person is in fact if they're really big fat and wide all the time that means paranoia so um this is truly the graphology is truly the study of human nature as well mm-hmm. so uh, i look at her and i said oh she has this in her handwriting i said oh you're sensitive to criticism she flicked her hair and flicked her neck and she said i am not <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my gosh wow that is crazy so um what's what's the best way that like do you have any other t- other tips that, that- like a couple little tips here and there that, that people can use?
2: A lot of people are scared, you know, because, um, if they mess, if their handwriting is messy, first of all, don't worry about it. It could mean you're just really creative and you have a lot of interesting things going on.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, for people who write with really heavy pressure, these are people who are going to feel things intensely. Oh yeah, but
0: they
2: will not for-, for They may forgive, but they will not forget. Versus people who write with extremely no pressure, light, light pressure. These are people who can change um, jobs, change where they live, move easily, and they let things roll off their back. They uh-huh. things just as strongly, but they just don't wear themselves out. Um, I always tell people to cross their T's high on the T stem because the higher you cross it, uh, the higher your self-esteem and the higher your goals. Mm-hmm. And from my leadership talks that I give to companies, um, you know, we will never be more successful than the level of our own self-esteem. And so there are ways that you can change your writing to change your life. It's called graphotherapy.
0: therapy.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. And when I have a session with somebody, I look at um, two pages of handwriting and their signature uh, written a couple of times. And we find the number one core stroke that's at the core, because um, like I said, You know, we're we're all walking around being driven by over 90 percent, if not over 95 percent by our subconscious mind. Oh,
0: totally. Totally.
2: So conscious about everything we're actually not. And handwriting is a wonderful tool because what we write comes with the conscious. You know, Mary had a little lamb. I have a lot of people write. But how we write comes with the subconscious mind. So handwriting, we all have good and ungood in our handwriting. And the handwriting can reveal like where the sabotages are. And so I find the one that's going on at the core that's stopping somebody. And I present that to them, show them, show what it means, and then show them how to write it in a new and healthy way, and then give them a strategic way to write it over 21 days. To oh. a new Neural pathway in their brain. And so that's, that's that. And then I have a million-dollar signature makeover um, program package. And that came as a result because, like, the art. There was an artist who was getting ready to take her artwork to a whole new level and um, take all of her artwork to a gallery in New York. And she was determined to find me and have me help her know how to sign her paintings that would exude confidence and prosperity and oh. um, all of that. Uh-huh. So she was me down at a barbecue, and she sat down. She was not letting me go, and I thought, no, I need to turn this into its own session. And I did. And I called it the million dollar signature makeover and Uh I've done it for years. And it's one of people's favorites now.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So you work with people in a lot of different ways and you have a ton of tips and it just seems like, uh, it it's so revealing because I remember when last time we went out to um, lunch or whatever, I was worried to sign the, the, the check. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's sitting right here. Right. So it does take a little bit of guts to be introspective, I think, but the value is there. So um, how can people get a hold of you? Cause you do like personals, but you also do keynotes. Right. Oh. Uh, so tell us all about how people can find you.
2: Um, my website is thehandwritingexpert.com. Make sure you put the word the in there or Kathy at Kathy McKnight.com.
0: Right. And it's Kathy with I, K A T H I.
2: Thank you. And McKnight is like Knight in Shining Armor, not Knight of the Dark Soul. Um, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you had to say that? <laughs>
2: and um so that only has i mean if people want to see my interview on dr oz both of those are up there and they asked me to write an article for their website that's on there um the website doesn't list half of what i do so it's good to get a hold of me personally and they can reach me at um kathy at kathymcknight.com or um or my uh my business line is 303-693 Two five one one.
0: Oh wow i hope some people get in touch with you and um
2: i have a really good introductory one for everybody for people who just want to know what their handwriting says i have a perfect session for that it's one-on-one on zoom uh live 30 minutes i have it's a full-blown signature analysis and um a bonus of two extra lines of handwriting and it's extremely thorough and uh that's a great place to start
0: Oh, wow. Cool. Oh my gosh. You are just a gem. And so you're just really a nice person on top of everything that that you do. So thank you so much for coming on Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups.
2: It was my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate, and review it. I'll see you next time.